Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Alone Today podcast. My name is Joseph and I've got Anu Oluwapo here. Alright, um, she made that easy. <laughs> Anu is my wife and oh. together we host this podcast. Not Alone Today podcast is basically just a platform where young adults get to ask any question whatsoever and we respond to those questions mm. um we're young adults ourselves um, and we just we're, we're moving gradually away from the youngness though very scary are, very are you beginning to, are you beginning to feel older than you are of course <laughs> yeah with all the gray hair on your head <laughs> and your need for glasses anyways no. <laughs> um we receive questions from the young adults in our sphere of influence um who reach out to us to ask us questions that we know are not just particular to them because there are many other people that are also wrestling with the same things mm. or wondering the same things or pondering the same thoughts and and so we use the podcast as an avenue to while responding to one person's question actually respond to many people's question mm. so that we can learn together by doing life together and we also do that to reflecting on our own personal experiences um and yeah bearing it all whatever it is that we are learning as we do life together as a couple um yeah and that's that's why we're here yeah so this question is largely directed to my wife um and that's good because that's a respite that means i can just sit down and listen in and and learn we'll see how that goes anyways um so this question comes in from Tunde, and Tunde is actually asking the question on behalf of three other ladies that he is a friend to, um, three married ladies. So the question kind of goes like this. Three ladies who just got married have been struggling with balancing their spiritual life with childcare, with marriage, with career, and they wish they could get back to the experience of their premarital days, you know, those days when they had sweet communion and consistent spiritual growth. They could pray for hours and study the Bible and, you know, hang out with tongue-speaking fellow believers and Mm. things like that. These three ladies have the common experience of having their first child within their first year of being married. Mm. And Tunde is wondering, that maybe this is part of the reason why in his recent engagements with them each of those ladies are complaining that they are finding it really difficult struggling even to balance you know their spiritual life like nurturing their spiritual life with caring for a child and sustaining a marriage and trying to also you know pursue a career and things like that and so Tunde is wondering, how did Anno manage this? Tunde is aware that Anno also had a similar experience, um, got married, had a first child within her first year of marriage, and also had to juggle all those things together. So Tunde is asking two questions majorly. One, how did you manage this, Anno? Mm. And two, how do you also manage money concerns, um, which again is a very major issue in marriage. I heard the pastor say yesterday that um, there are three major issues that are common to all marriages Christian marriage, Muslim marriage, Hindu marriage, Buddhist marriage, whatever kind of marriage you want to think about. Three major issues that all the issues that couples face can be categorized in, under these three one, communication issues, two, sex issues, three, <laughs> money issues. I kind of agree. So, yes, I know how did you manage this? And 
then we can get to the money concerns bit of it later. Okay. Um, I just want to say thank you to Tunde for raising this um, issue Question. because I recently too was struggling. <laughs> I found myself googling Bible study plan for busy moms. <laughs> No, no, it wasn't planned. Bible study podcast for busy moms. <laughs> and what I was hoping to find is a podcast, mm-hmm. but done by a woman or with a woman in mind, mm-hmm. where they know that I am working. <laughs> and at the same time, I have two young children. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I have a husband. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I have my life. So I wanted a podcast that would be straightforward. Tell me what the Bible thing is. Talk about the Bible and get me out of there. Mm. <laughs> But obviously, I didn't find because <laughs> maybe God is leading my heart to start <laughs> to start with myself. But I didn't find. But the Spirit directed me in another direction, which I will talk about later. Mm. But let me address the questions as they as they came uh-huh. into. So these ladies. Had their babies, their first children, mm. in the first year of their marriage. I also had the same. Mm. And at that time, how did I? I was I able to balance my spiritual life with childcare, marriage, and career. At that at that point, let me just say that I wasn't working, so I only had two balancing acts: it's the spiritual life with childcare and marriage. Oh, and ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. I have three balancing acts then. <laughs> I, I had a lot of things to balance, but I won't talk about the struggles. I'll talk about how I came through it. Mm. So, I am curious by nature. I am an avid reader. If Kolashi said to me right now, like, "Oh, Anu, I heard Premier Radio have a new podcast on Proverbs," while he's talking to me, I'll pick my phone and Google Premier Radio podcast on Proverbs. Then I'll then I'll read it and I say, oh okay. So what did you say? I am the kind of person that I don't just want you to give me the information. I want to hear what you're saying. Go see if it's correct. Mm. Then we'll come have the discussion. So how did I manage my spiritual life? I asked questions. Mm. When I was at uni, even before I got married, I'm sure my pastors then in UBCI, I, I must have asked like. <laughs> Hundreds of questions during my time there. And what they are still talking, my hand will raise it up. They'll answer my question, and what they are still answering, I'll raise up my hand again. Like, can I clarify what I'm trying to say and things like that? I am curious, so I ask questions. And what that does for me is, it leaves me satisfied. So most times, I like. I'm also proactive, so I like to study things ahead of what I'm, what is needed to be done. So if there's a Bible study, I would have studied ahead. So when I get there, I'm not just, I'm not just coming for the new information. Yeah. I'm coming to to hear what they are saying and see if it answers all the questions I have had since um, I did my study. Mm. So to these three ladies, my advice would be ask questions. For most of us that are young moms, we believe in doing things ourselves. Like by the power of the Holy Spirit, we have all the understanding. But sometimes the older women in our midst are not just there for showcase. Mm. They are there to help. They, they've gone through things that will help us. It's not really wise where two people are in the same community and they make the same mistake 
one person has made a mistake, another person then learns from the other person's mistake. So mm-hmm. it's good to ask questions. Most times, what happens to us new moms is we always feel as though we are the only people in our situation. Like we, our situations are unique to us. Mm-hmm. Our either vagina birth or cesarean birth is they are unique to us. The overdue baby is unique to us. We need to know that these issues are happening to all women out there mm. and the way to get comfort and encouragement is to speak mm-hmm. speak to older women mm-hmm. this child doesn't sleep at night what can i do they will give you tips mm-hmm. there's one time one of the older women in my church i went to her house to help her there was this party and i helped her to um do the cooking just to help her around the cooking and stuff and Joshua was a baby, then he was on my back. Mm. And I was flitting around the kitchen, doing my gear and doing things. At a point, she called me and said, Anu, go and put the baby down. <clears throat> and I said, ah, he will, he will wake up and he won't sleep. She said, when I had my babies and they are sleeping, that is the time I will start hoovering. And I'll hoover the house and clank things together. And I, I, the more she said it, the more my eyes widened, like, huh? But I would wake them up. And she said, all the things she was doing there was they're called white noise. The more the baby gets used to the white noise, the more they can sleep through anything. But if you're always conscious of the fact that you don't want them to wake up because you struggle to get them to sleep, then you're stressing yourself in two ways. First, it took you a long time to get them to sleep. Now, secondly, it's taking you longer time to keep them asleep. So by you wanting to make them not to wake up, you're also still in action so when they wake up you're still in action so when she told me that oh okay and i went home and tried it and it joshua didn't sleep through it it was a struggle at first i was i was unsure of myself but because i knew that it worked for her he encouraged me to try it so ask questions ask questions and before i move on to the next point i'd like to read out ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 10 and this is to address the fact that these ladies have said that they are longing for when they were single, when they could be in communication with brethren and speak in tongues and fast and pray. And the Bible verse simply says, Do not say, Why were the old days better than this? For it is not wise or because of wisdom that you've asked this. So basically, what this is saying to these ladies is that don't wish for what is gone. You've had a child, therefore you're not the same person you were when you were single and in that fellowship. You're different, therefore you need to readjust to your newness. It's just like when the Bible says all things are passed away and be old, all things have become new. We don't get to know Christ and long for the days where we could go clubbing and stuff. It's unwise. It's the same way where you don't um, you don't long for the things you could do as a single person now that you're married. It's a bit regressive. So having said that, that doesn't mean that some of the tips that worked for you when you were single would not work for you now. You just have to do like a review. Okay, when I was single, I wake up in the morning, I read my Bible. Is it applicable for me now? If it's not, when is the best time for me to do it and with which method? With this, I'll move on to my next point. So... Even while you're, you, you're overwhelmed with not able to balance things, find one thing, like one thing that you're really passionate about and stay in it. So when I had Joshua and I didn't have a job, 
and everything and I longed for my legal career and things. One thing that kept me driven was the fact that I was involved in the children's department in my church. So I love children. I love seeing them giggle. I love arranging things for them. I love taking the story of Joseph and dramatizing and falling on the floor just for them to giggle and doing all those things. So every Sunday that I get to go to church, I'm alive. I I'm in my element. So when I go into the new week, my steps are like bouncy and I'm sure of myself until the Friday when I'm thinking, what's going on with my life? But then I have something to look forward to and things like that. So doing this every Sunday helped me to remain sane, so to say, and with everything that I had to do. So stay in one thing. Don't just don't leave everything or don't try and do everything at the same time. Just choose one that you know makes you happy. If it's taking walks, if it's doing exercise, if it's baking, just that one thing and make sure you do it at least once a week. That would also help. So, to answer the question of how to balance spiritual life with childcare, marriage and career, now that I'm working and I still have young children, I'm able to address this. The first thing that drives me is in Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2 but I read the the first verse it says I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give to this complaint verse 2 says then the Lord replied write down the revelation make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run <clears throat> may run with it mm-hmm. verse 3 for the revelation awaits an appointed time it speaks of the end and will not prove false though it lingers wait for it mm-hmm. it will certainly come and will not delay my own point is in verse 2 where it says we should write the vision write down the vision so mm-hmm. i'm saying to you now write down those points from that book Write down just one thing you gain from Sunday service sermon. Write down just one thing you gain from the Bible study. And make it plain on tablets. We don't have tablets like they had then. Actually, so, we have tablets. It's just a different kind of tablet. No, I, in, in, yes, I see what you mean. Yeah. Print out this point and make it plain. Put it on your wall. Okay, what I do is I have a wall chart. And on that watch, I have different information. The most applicable to what we're talking about is the fact that I have something I've printed. It says, what is God saying to me? And on the chart is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and so up to Sunday. And I have to put something in the box of what he's saying to me. I don't put things in the box every day. But if I'm walking past where the chart is and I see that quote, what is God saying to you? I pause uh-huh. and I think about, mm, that's true. Is anything happening? Should I take any action this week? What is God saying to me? That it, it puts me in the in the moment. Uh-huh. In our age now, yeah. we have lots of information. <laughs> We've read lots of books. Uh-huh. We've listened to lots of sermons. But how do we prompt ourselves to remember these things that we've read? Uh-huh. One time, I started keeping a, a, a PowerPoint. Um, if I read a book, I'll put bullet points of what it's taught me. But this is hidden in my files. 
I don't see it Monday to Friday. I only see when I'm looking for something on my computer. I feel, ah, this one is there. But like the word of God told us, write a vision, make it plain. Put everything you want out there on the paper, something you can see every day. Say, for example, if you're ardent on praying, you want to build your um, prayer life. Why not put something on your word that says, it's time to pray? Mm. Or have you prayed today? So while you're washing the plates, it can come to your mind and you pray it. While you're cleaning the baby's bum and you catch a glimpse of the coats, you pray. It's even if for a few seconds you do it. Having a spiritual life, mm -hmm. our spiritual growth does not mean long hours of doing it. Yeah, yeah, you have to readjust your expectations of yourself. You can't pray for four hours because you have a child that you need to feed, or because you're nursing a child. Can you pray for two minutes as you are as potent, as punchy as, as you can make it? If so, then do it. So, put things on your wall what you need to do, put them on your make it plain. I know but there's a, there will be an issue for privacy if your house is the kind of house where people visit a lot. You can make the information as coded as you want to. If you're worried about, oh, if I put all my visions and everything on the wall and we have visitors, we'll have to go and tear the paper off the wall and things like that. You can make it coded. For example, I have on my wall something that says, what is God saying to me? And I could just write something like victorious and put a date. But when I see it, I know exactly what it's saying to me. The second thing that I do is habit chart. So it's divided into three. I have mornings, afternoons, nights. So basically, these are the things I like to do. So basically, morning has things like pray, focus on work, Bible reading, listen to sermon, audiobooks, podcast. Afternoon says podcast, listen to notes, check up um, cycling. After um, night says, wash plates, bedtime routine, listen to songs, check emails, make applications, sleep early. That does not mean I do all these things. What the chat simply prompts me to do is do one of this in a day. But because it's in my face and I can see it clearly, I'm able to stick with what I need to do. The, the, the next point that I would um, raise is that for young mothers, the most effective way mm -hmm. of Bible study for us, in my opinion, is not to read the text, it's to listen to the text. I know when we're single, we're able to sit down and read the Greek word and Hebrew word of each word in, that, in the Bible verse we're studying. But now might not be the time to want to go back to that. Now might be the time where you plug in your earphone while you're washing the plates, you listen to Genesis 1. You listen and ponder. And I think one of the downsides of listening to the Bible via audio is your mind can stray away. Very easily. Very, very easily. So be disciplined in your listening. Listening doesn't mean you let your mind stray. You follow the story. If you listen to the Bible experience, it's called the Bible Experience, and it's basically different actors reading out the Bible. But there are lots of soundtracks and um, dramatic. It's it's dramatic. It's it's beautiful. 
if you choose to listen to Bible experience, you might be able to not get distracted because of the sudden noise that comes once in a while and the, and the way the voice changes. Yeah. But if you just listen to the audio, like if you use U version and you're listening to the audio version, because the voice is on the same scale, yeah, yeah, you can easily lose um, attention. But for the dramatized ones, you're you're keen to know what's coming next, and and that so that might be an, an helpful tip um, on reading the Bible and being in the in the moment. And the last thing I would say before I hand over to Kola is is about timing. For as young mothers, I, I know sometimes we think we should spend three hours praying for our family, one hour for our husband, and things like that. These things are good goals but we need to be realistic in setting these goals for ourselves two minutes is better than not doing it at all two minutes is better than getting yourself all worked up that you're not able to achieve anything then you fail to do anything and you start blaming yourself the word of god and our spiritual growth is supposed to bring us closer to god but if the goals you're setting from for yourself is drawing you away from god making you hate yourself, making you feel less than a masterpiece that God has called you to be, then it's time to re-strategize your goals. Be realistic. If you don't feel the urge to pray because the baby is sick and you're worried about your husband's job and things like that, why not listen to a prayer service? Let them just pray the prayer in your ears and see if your spirit won't pick it. It happens to me very often. When I want to pray and I'm thinking, <laughs> I listen to Life Oasis sermon and start from the beginning. The beginning they speak in tongues and pray. By the time you get to half of the prayer, prayers, prayer point, you'll find yourself praying. So that way you're charged. We need each other. We're not, um, we don't know it all. Yes, we have the Holy Spirit in us who enables us to do all things. But being able to get pull resources together would help the journey and I also want to say finally that make sure the resources you're using are God-led not just because Anu said so let it be okay Anu has said all these things which one should I pick which one would work for me at this point or is there more that I need to listen to before I make my decision do I need to listen to another sermon or read another book never to make my decision while you're asking the questions you will gain, you will be ministered to, and you will gain direction of what you need to do. Please don't do too much. And that, that is what the devil is trying to infiltrate us with. Like, do this, do that. You've not prayed, you've not spoken it up, you've not done this, you've not done that, you've not fasted. Once that thought comes into your mind, it's not the Spirit of God. Pull down that stronghold. I just said to do this prayer, what do we need to do? I'm waking up this morning, what should I do? And he sets the day for you. Child care is taken care of, husband is happy, and everybody are happy together. Yeah, I hope this answers your question. Tunday. Sorry it was long. Long and helpful, thank you very much. Um, the overarching principle really is for us to be honest with ourselves and with our God and also to be intentional about whatever the Holy Spirit is leading us to do. Mm. The Holy Spirit remains the master balancer mm. that helps us maintain balance wherever we might find ourselves, whatever circumstance might look like. Of course, we, we always love to give the caveat that um, our experiences are, in a sense, um, 
while there are lots of transferable lessons, mm. um, there are still very many other divergent points from each other person's realities. And that's why we always love to point us back to the Holy Spirit um, to help us contextualize whatever it is that we are sharing um, by reflecting on our own chronicles um, so that you can see how that can apply in your own different um, scenarios and situations. Um, but I think by and large, um, marriage is, is something that we will continue to learn and learn and relearn about and the dynamics that come with that um, of course uh, why this episode had focused on women and their unique peculiarities and challenges especially for those that um, get into parenting no sooner had they gotten married um, the fact remains that there is also the side to the husbands um, in all of this um, and so we also struggle in our own way, except that maybe we don't necessarily vocalize it or verbalize it enough with our friends for another Sunday to go and ask on our behalf <laughs> about us. But the point is, there is always the need for that balance of one, acknowledging the Lordship of Jesus by His Spirit in our lives, and two, being intentional um, to actually take steps in whatever directions is leading us. I mean, so very many things have been said and I'm so glad you shared very many of those examples, um, which I am, of course, privileged to to see up close and personal. <laughs> and sometimes I just wonder what, what's all these clumsy things in the room? What's all these things on the board? What's this one doing here? And things like that. What's she listening um, to? What's she listening to again? <laughs> and things like that. But of course, I've learned to fall in love with that and just do life as such um, alongside you. Um, so yeah, thank you so much our listeners. There's a second part of that question that has not been touched, but we'll probably just move that into another podcast episode altogether. Um, and that's about money. That's another really, really big deal. And rather than just skim through or, or rush through that, it would make more sense to address it in a in a separate podcast um, episode, um, especially in the early years of marriage. Um, and we are still in that season anyways. So thank you very much for tuning in. And thanks, Tunde, for sending in the question. Thanks for having the back of your friends um, that are now married and now mothers. Um, and thanks for asking those questions on their behalf. Any final thoughts, Anna? No, just keep doing good, keep being led by the Spirit, and it will continue to help us. Amen. And so till next time when we come your way, um, just remember, you're not alone. Today. Today. God bless you.